0: Welcome to the James Exchange. I am Nancy Gill, your host. Over the years, folks have referred to Scottsville as becoming a Columbia or a Crozet. Today, we are tackling the Crozet part of the story and why Scottsville will not become a Crozet. I have with me today Kelly Crozet, who has spent a lot of time on this subject, and not to confuse her with the location in Albemarle Albemarle County, Crozet, C-R-O-Z-E-T. Her name is C-R-O-E-S-E. Welcome, Kelly.
1: Just K-R-O-E-S-E. Did I say C? That's okay.
0: I have C on my brain. Okay, sorry, Kelly. Kelly with a K. It doesn't matter. So Kelly, tell us a little bit about yourself, why you chose to live in Scottsville.
1: Sure. Uh, So, yeah, I am uh, I've lived here in Scottsville for going on six years now. Um, I moved to Virginia uh, about nine years ago and um, I moved to Charlottesville and my partner, Zach, and I were in the part of our relationship where we wanted to, to purchase a home and we looked in Charlottesville for about two years. And it, as two public school teachers, it became very clear that that was not going to work out for us. And we had some values that we wanted for, for our home. Like we, we wanted walkability. That was really the most important thing. We wanted to be able, I remember saying to Zach, like if I have to get in my car in the city of Charlottesville, there's no point in living here. Like I was very adamant that I, you know, I did not want that. And so, uh, especially for our, for our budget, uh, we, you know, I would spend hours on Zillow, like just looking at other places, and I'd show him. We were actually considering Stanton for a while because another thing that we wanted was to be in an environment where there was an eye on historic preservation. We were seeing what was happening in Charlottesville. We were the folks who, like, went to the planning commission meetings to protest, you know, to, to speak out against certain uh, things, you know, that that we we were seeing that historic preservation was not one of the priorities uh in the entire you know city of charlotte's before the city of charlottesville so we were looking at stanton and um and randomly i saw a house in scottsville and i remember saying to zach look at look what we can get for in Scottsville." oh my god and um and this is a funny story you can cut it later i think it's funny but so i one saturday i was running errands and i decided i going to see how far away scottsville really is so i because i saw the sign on 64 so i get off and i go down and i needed a pedicure. And I said to myself, if I can get a pedicure in the town of Scottsville, I will consider living here. Like that was the, that was my, my like that was. It. So I pulled into Scottsville, I parked, it was like right across from Baines. I was like, oh, coffee shop, okay, go get a coffee shop, go get a coffee. I remembered vaguely where the house was that we had seen on Zillow, and it was around, you know, the corner I saw. So I walked to the house, and I totally like a creeper, like looked in the windows, and I was like, this house, I could, live. I could live in this house. I like this house. And so as I'm walking by, or as I, so I decided to walk back to town. And a, a funny part of that is as I'm walking, somebody stops in their car and says, hey, could you tell me how to get to Charlottesville? Which I thought was like a joke because I was like, why, what? what? And then I'm like, you just, you turn right right there and then you just, you just go straight and you'll hit it. Like I, I, I thought someone was messing with me actually. Uh, And then I I come back into downtown and I see a sign that says walk-ins welcome and I go oh well there's only one kind of place where walk-ins are welcome, and that is a nail salon. And I walk in and it was Laura with polish, she had just started and so she had time for a walk-in because if you might know that she ended up not having any time. And, uh, and so I got a pedicure, and she was like her and Stephanie were there and they're like so what brings you to town I was like well I think I might move here, actually. (laughs) And that's how we ended up in Scottsville, (laughs) Uh, because the house was walkable. We could walk to uh, the tavern. We could walk to the brewery. I could get a pedicure. The house was wonderful. Um, And that's, that's, you know, within months, we were here.
0: And that's your story. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me, you mentioned that uh, you and Zach are both involved with public education. What do you do with the school system?
1: So uh, I, have, I was a librarian for 12 years as a school, high school librarian in Buffalo, New York, Charlottesville High School, and then Monticello High School. Uh, this year, I'm branching out a little bit. I'm doing instructional technology at Fluvanna High School, so a little bit different but uh, similar. similar
0: so instructional technology, what does that encompass? Instructional
1: technology is essentially t- uh, working with teachers on how to integrate technology into their instruction. And I do a lot of text support for students and for teachers. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, it's a lot of phone calls of like, help right now, help right now. So then it's like running to, you know, it's that kind of thing.
0: So I've seen a presentation that you created, why Scottsville will not become Crozet. Can you tell us what motivated you to actually do a tremendous amount of research for this presentation?
1: Sure. Well, so uh, there are two SUPs being uh, requested to build uh, some houses here in Scottsville. And initially, the uh, opposition people were, were opposed. They had concerns about um, infrastructure and environment and traffic. And they presented those concerns to the town. And the town has actually done a very good job of, of examining those concerns and responding and, and you know explaining why those things are going to be okay if we build some some houses here and in the last couple of meetings, so the public hearing and in the meeting that they had on that Saturday where they had the three you know town meetings I I started to hear what I think is one of the roots of the issue is that uh, is a is a fear that um, that Scottsville will become like prosaic. That if we open, you know, one person actually said, you know, this is our chance to, I forget the idiom, like keep the horses in the barn or some kind of, you know, there was this, if we open these, these gates, then we can become like Prose. And I also don't want to live in a, in a large developed area like Prose. And I, it was actually my first six months living here, Zach and I met you. And you, we said, well, because we, we like that there's control, you know, or whatever. We said something, we don't, you know, we want to be a part of the process because we don't want this to become like Crozet. And you said, it can't become Crozet. And you explained a couple things in terms of that, the town, about town council specifically and the council controlling the zoning. And so we were like, great. And we haven't thought about it again <laughs> because it was like, yep, you're right. And we, you know, I did a little reading at that time. It was like, yep, this can't become Crozet. Bye, I can worry about other things. And so when I heard that fear in that meeting I said I want that relief that I have for other people I want other people to know what I know which is that this area cannot become Crozet and it turns out it's way more than just council now council is uh, you know our self governance is by far you know a big deal but there's way more to just the self governance behind why this area will not be developed like Crozet and so that's what I learned through, you know, 30 hours of research. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so how about I, I know that there's quite a few slides to your presentation, but you came up with a visual that I think is really telling, and that is five shields. Could you pull that up on the screen and just sure. talk about each of them? And while you're doing that, I'll explain why we're not stepping through the whole presentation. So. I'm in hopes that town council will actually invite Kelly to present this at their public session, I believe on January the 22nd. So I'm putting that out there, Mayor Smith, I'm putting that out there for you, and I hope that you do start listening to my podcast. And the second reason is she has been invited to give the presentation to the Chamber of Commerce. And even though few members of the chamber listen to my podcast, I am deferring the presentation to them so kelly are you ready to talk about the five shields
1: i am although i when i click share screen it says host disabled participant screen Oh,
0: so why don't you just give us a thing because let's see see if you can do it now yes i can do it now there you go so everybody the five shields by kelly Crozet. uh
1: So, yeah, um, there's a lot, there are a lot of reasons why Scottsville and Southern Albemarle will not be developed like the Crozet area. I'll I'll stick with just Scottsville for now. So basically, Scottsville is uh, guarded by what I'm calling five shields that uh, keep this town from the kind of large scale development that has been implemented in the town of Crozet. Uh, and I, uh, I can go through them quick, quickly. You want me to go through them quickly, uh, Nancy?
0: Uh, sure, because I, I sense that we will be revisiting this concept of yours several times um, over sure. the next year or so. Sure,
1: yeah, so there's these, these five shields um, and they work in tandem, okay? So Any one of them might not be enough to protect the town, but all five of them combined make it completely protected. So first you have the river. Uh, The fact of the matter is that the James River is our largest asset and it's tributaries, right? It's our largest asset in terms of uh, recreation and in terms of tourism and in terms of just, you know, nice things to see and, uh, but it is also our biggest uh, risk. That even though um, they built the levee wall in 1985, a lot of people don't realize that the levee wall is not really what keeps the river out. It's the system of pumps along, uh, working with the tributaries that keep the water out of Scottsville. And uh, so, even though there is this levee wall and this pump system, um, like anything made by man, it's infallible. It's not infallible, right? And so, the percent, the risk of flooding is still far too high for anyone to build the kind of like large mixed use different sorts of things, uh, different sorts of buildings that would go uh, that that, that are in Crozet, it's way too high for them to to build those sorts of things along the James River here. Uh, The second shield is the actual land itself. Uh, And actually a great, you know, I I have in in the presentation, I show topography maps Topography uh, refers to the different elevations in, uh, in an, on land. The land in Crozet was his, in and around Crozet, Crozet is historically used for logging and agriculture, right? So the, it is large, flat, cleared stretches of land, okay? That land is easy to put a big old development on. It's already cleared and flat. Whereas the land in Scottsville, for anybody who's been around town is very hilly. There are a lot of bluffs, there are a lot of escarpments, there are a lot of very uh, uh, steep, sharp differences in elevation very quickly, which is, uh, in fact, the, the undeveloped land up in the north of town has a giant gully going through it in terms of Mink Creek. So, the type of large scale development that is possible uh, in Crozet is, Im- I guess I shouldn't say impossible, but it is way more challenging and is way more costly than what was going on in the land of Crozet, a part of the reason actually that land was chosen for development versus the land here. The third shield is the actual area itself. Uh, Crozet uh, is the, it's, it's a census designated place um, and it is about 3.7 square miles versus Scottsville, which is 1.54 square miles. So now you're looking at, it's almost two and a half times the size of Scottsville. It's physically, much larger. So it can fit a lot more people and a lot more density in that space than we can in this one. So that's just sort of a technical, it'll never be as big because it's not as big. The fourth shield is the history and it has to do with historical significance and preservation. Uh, the, uh, The downtown Scottsville area was named, was put on the historic registry, national historic registry, state historic registries, uh, that process started in, uh, I believe it was 1972, I might be messing that up, but it was in the, in the seven, 78, I think it's 78, that, the, that it has been on the historic registry. And it, uh, there's officially a what's called a, a preservation ordinance, which is the, in this historic overlay district is under a preservation ordinance. So that district of downtown that actually started, when it started, it was just like one building or something. The ordinance was ultimately very small when it started and then eventually grew to encompass most of downtown, all of the original town line, uh, which is why it stops before like the library on Bird Street because the town didn't used to go that far. So everything that is in uh, downtown proper is under this historic ordinance, which means it is a, a heavily managed uh, area and it's managed specifically by the architectural review board. So any, you you know, you can't even demolish a building in the historic overlay district without going through a bunch of hoops. This is why there's so much, you know, people kind of get, they kind of gripe about the the ARB, but they exist to maintain that historic ordinance, to enforce that historic, historic ordinance. And so you can't just knock down uh, you know, the Beale building and put up a four-story uh, hotel mixed-use, you know, condo building. You can't do that. You, you, you can on West Main Street in uh, Charlottesville because they didn't have that same kind of historic ordinance. Uh, you can in Crozet because they have no historic ordinance. They were, they, they finally, some folks, uh, the community got um, downtown Crozet, uh under, uh, or it's part of the National Historic Registry now, but that didn't happen until 2012. And uh, the county of Albemarle doesn't have any historic ordinance anywhere in the whole county. They do not do preservation ordinance in the county of Albemarle. So there's nothing protected by ordinance in the Crozet area, which is why they don't have to preserve anything. Uh, so that's the fourth reason. And the fifth uh, is, is council is the self-governance of Scottsville. Scottsville is an incorporated town in the state of Virginia and by law has requirements that it has to do to maintain that incorporation, including having a uh, self-governing body that has to be people who live in the town. There has to be elections and those folks have to live in the town. They also have to have a comprehensive plan because every local municipality in the state of Virginia, that's state law, they all have to have a comprehensive plan which dictates how land is used. That's what a comprehensive plan does. It dictates land use and growth in a community. Uh, and they, uh, they control all zoning in the town. So if zoning is going to get changed, that has to go through the Scottsville Town Council. In the eyes of the law, Crozet is not a town. It has none of those requirements, none of those safeties. It has no control over its zoning. It has no control over, uh, it, it cannot create its own uh, comprehensive plan. It cannot elect uh, a governing body. It is totally uh, beholden to the, to the county government. Uh, so all of, no one else can come into Scottsville and tell Scottsville what to do with its land. Whereas anyone in Albemarle County government, not anyone, but I'm being hyperbolic, but the government, the the county comes in and determines what goes on in the land of Albemarle County. So these five things, so, you know, to say, well, what if someone really rich decides, you know, Mink Creek, they want to just put up uh, 700 units in the, you know, whatever. Well, that they're they're going to have a really hard time getting in on that uh, uh, you know in that gully there, and the land would have to be totally rezoned, so it has to go through a process through council. Plus, you know, the river there's too high of flooding from Min Creek, so all these things working together makes it impossible to see the kind of population growth that happened in Provo.
0: Thank you, Kelly. I hope that this really helps put the comments and argument to bet that Scottsville will become a crozet. Um, so I know that you did a lot of research with within the county's planning process. And I don't want to get into that. I just want people to know that you didn't just come up with this. You actually said, as you mentioned, spent 30 hours researching and we just chose in a
1: week, by the way. Thanks, in thanks a for week. snow days. Thanks for <laughs> snow days. Uh, because I it wasn't like I've spent six months compiling this and did only like an hour of research a day. It was I, it was like a very you know, condensed effort. Uh, and, thank you, so
0: much. And and just I would like to invite anybody who would like to add to this conversation, give me a call, email me, do whatever. And we will continue the discussion. But Kelly, thank you so much for your time today. And also, I want to put something out there. You said you were a librarian for 12 years. And so you must be not just a book person, but a word person. Sure. And I would love, maybe once a month, choose a word, call you up and have a conversation about it. Hey, sure. <laughs> that sounds good. My favorite one right now is lollygag because I'm hanging out with an 11-year-old and she's she is a lollygagger in the the form of the word that I understood before I researched it. But we can start with that word.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it was interesting. Wait, I, I remember now you emailed me about that word and I was like, oh, well, there's
0: a lot more to that word than I thought. <laughs> a lot more to that word. So maybe... Maybe um, in March we'll catch up and uh, talk about lollygagging. Sure,
1: sure, that sounds good,
0: Nancy. Anyway, thank you again for joining me today, and I really look forward to the council and the chamber really seeing this presentation. And the, and, and the
1: thing, if I could, before we finish, I just want to say, you know, that I understand the fear, but when you when you let go of that fear, right? Like, so when you look at the facts and you look at what's happening, and if anybody ever wants to get into why Alma County, Southern Alma County will never become Western Alma County, I can tell you all about that as well, because it never will happen. When you let go of that fear, you can start to imagine then what the town can be. You know, you don't have to put up these walls because their protections are already in place. So what can we do instead to, to ensure uh, the, the survival and the health of the town. It, it really, it makes things, it makes so many more things possible when you realize what's impossible. So, um, and so if anybody wants to know more information or, or has any questions, feel free to send them my email.
0: Yes, I will, gladly. <laughs> Best to Zach. Yes, thank and, you very much. And again, thank you so much for joining me today. No problem.